0: The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you all back, but let me tell you, I'm even more excited for our special guest today. He is the co-founder of Atlas Multifamily Group, Mr. Eli Bo. Eli, thanks for joining us. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing awesome. This is a really cool podcast. and I'm really excited to get like started.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, pleasure's all mine. I know we were chatting a good bit before we hit record. <laughs> I always love having a fellow podcaster on, so I know we'll talk about that at, at the very end, but guys, make sure you go check out Eli's and, and his group's podcast before we jump into all that, before we jump into your unsuccess story, we, we always love a good origin story here. I'm a little bit of a comic, comic book nerd, so that's that's how we came up with it, but we'd okay. love to find out where you're from, how you got into real estate, and what you find yourself doing these days.
1: Sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm a veteran. I was in the military for about 21 years, spent several years in the army. I was a paratrooper, got out, I went to school for two years, and then I joined the tea industry in, in the Air Force. And that's where I kind of finished my degree and I survived like the rest of my career. About I like, got about 15 years in my career. My wife and I had a conversation. We we're like, hey, so I'm, I'm about five years from retiring. We need some extra income coming in to replace our current income. Right. And so it was kind of our dream to do a business and do real estate. And so we started at that point buying up houses, like small rentals that we would like rehab and and uh, put in the market or whatever and hold for the at that time it was like, you know, long point for, for cash flow. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, a few years later, got to a couple of them. We're doing pretty good, but we're, we kind of sat back and like, okay, well, we're doing okay with these, but at the pace we're going, we won't hit our goals, right? So we had to find a more effective way to scale a business. And so I remember driving around town one day and I saw an apartment complex and I was like, man, you know, who buys those things? Like that'd be way more efficient to have something like that. Like, you know, have a hundred doors under like one roof rather than have, you know, 20, 30, 40 houses across town, right? And so about 2017, I started kind of digging into how do you how do you buy them, how they structure, you know, who buys them, started to network with people. So tons and tons of networks and meetings. And about 2018, I joined a mentorship group. And that year, you know, we, we got our first deal. It was a struggle, you know, but we got our first deal. It was 110 units in Atlanta, Georgia. And then, you know, we got a, another 212 units, you know, a few months after that. And then I met, I met my, my two partners about 2019 and, you know, we had some great synergy together and we worked really well together. And so we started just kind of buying up properties. And now we own and operate 815 doors across Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Kansas. And we're actually under contract now and one in Texas. And so after, after next month, when we close, you know, we'll we'll be just north of a thousand doors.
0: Man, that's awesome. All from 2018 on it. And, And first, let me say thank you for your service, sir. Yeah, Um, you're welcome. (laughs) You know, it's it's incredible to hear everyone and how they got into real estate, and I think you're not the first, and you won't definitely won't be the last that we've heard that you hit that kind of threshold of of you're doing single family, you're doing well, but it's like you're doing the math. You're like, man, how many of these do we have to have to get to where we want to be? And it's like, okay, multifamily, commercial, whatever it is out there that that could be the vehicle to help get you there. So
1: yeah, sure, you know, and 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 I think you know people ask me like, well you know, should I go small? Should I go big? And I'm like, I'm like, Hey, like I was in a position where we had to scale, scale quicker, right. Because of, of my short time frame. So in my mind, if I had had like, you know, five or 10 years, you know, we would have gone smaller and then grown bigger over time. But just because of, of where we were at, I was like, okay, no, we need to go bigger by volume. And then that way we can have enough income coming in. Right. So.
0: Yeah. And, and I've heard, I've heard a lot of that too, that if, that if you can, you know, some people even can do their W2 job and do the small scale stuff on the side and then kind of ramp up that way. That's kind of a, a, an easy, I don't want to say easy. Nothing's easy. Yeah, for Easier sure. Easier way to kind of wade yourself into the the multifamily real estate pool. How I've also heard from a lot of people way more successful than I, that, a lot of the same stuff and a lot of the same amount of work goes mm-hmm. into a 10 unit deal as it would maybe a 80 unit deal. So it's all about economies of scale. And it's like, if I have to do all this underwriting and meeting and greeting of brokers and searching and analyzing and all this stuff for a 10 unit deal, why not just do it for an 80 unit and and find a way to find the capital or whatever partner, mm-hmm. or whatever you need to get it done. So, um, but but you guys, you and then specifically your group also have been incredibly successful along the way. As you mentioned, you started in 2018. You guys are going gangbusters already. But I can't imagine it's all been incredibly smooth. <laughs> I, you know, I, I I don't imagine you've had just like perfect sleep nights. You know, there's probably been a few bumps and bruises along the way. Tons, so, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, what what kind of comes to mind and what you thought about when joining the show today?
1: Yeah, we've had a lot of failures, right? But I want to kind of talk more about like a current struggle that that we're experiencing now, right? So that I think is probably pretty pertinent really at for anyone at any level, you know, I mean, you can say we're successful or whatever, but we hit a we hit a a level where we kind of were like, hey, we need to we kind of realized that there's a difference between buying real estate and then scaling a real estate investing company. Right. So those are those are two completely different things. And what kind of brought it on was the fact that there, there comes a time when you're struggling you're buying property you know you get like like your first deal then you, you get like your second your third or whatever but then you kind of hit a ceiling and then when you when you grow enough if you're not really paying attention you're going to realize that you're kind of stuck in the weeds mm-hmm. right so which is which is fine i mean if that's what you're you know if you love the operation side and you love you know doing property tours like that, those are important things to know how to do and and to do but but for us we're like hey it's the best for our company if we're the ones who are not working in the company, we're working on the company, right? So we need to find find a way to to pull ourselves out and start, you know, being able to, you know, be the ones who are at the helm, you know, in the leadership positions, setting a strategy, you know, looking at the long-term vision, finding new businesses you know, finding new business and new opportunities, right? As opposed to be the ones who are always doing the acquisitions, you know, the ones who are, uh, asset managing or touring properties or or doing whatever, right? So that's kind of like where we are now is we're in a phase where we're in a growth cycle. So we're like, okay, well, we're having to kind of step back and we're having to hire out, like like hire people, figure out what positions that you know that we're good and that we're not good at, and then kind of hire out everything else. And that could be anything from investor relations, asset management, underwriting, Marketing, acquisitions, capital raising. Like, I mean, th- there's, there's, and you know this, right? But there's just tons and tons of different things. And, uh, you know, and even software, like we were talking about software earlier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so these are things that, yeah, we're doing, we're doing awesome, you know, like we're buying these properties, but now we're having to take, take that income and that profit and then reinvest it. Right. And so now you're in a place where it's like, oh crap, you know, like, we were making money before because, you know, we we're kind of like the operators and we we're kind of in some weeds. And so we didn't have, we had some overhead, you know, but it wasn't that bad. But now we're having to take whatever extra capital we had and put it back in the business. Right. And so it's right. a, it's, it's two totally different places in my mind, you know, as you know, like, and, 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 it, and it creates a lot of excitement and a lot of frustration and a lot of fear too. Sure. You know
0: well, that's that you're you're letting in somebody to the inner circle, right? So it it's, you know, you guys have been rocking and rolling, doing your thing, being successful. <laughs> but it's like, okay, now we have to find somebody like we all work well together. Now we gotta find another person that potentially works well with us. And then we got to teach them all the stuff that we're doing and put them in the right spot. And then now they're in our inner circle. But you know, it, it is incredibly challenging, I can imagine. But you you mentioned something that I've heard really successful people talk about in the past, which is you always want to be working on the business instead of in the business, and that's how you scale. I'm interested, thinking back to where you guys are and kind of those growing pains you're going through today, was there a particular topic, subject, whatever you want to call it, or thing that you do in your business that you felt kind of the biggest growing pain that made you all kind of flip the switch and say, hey, maybe maybe we should change how we're doing this and look to actually bring somebody in to, to, to take over this aspect so we can go focus on other aspects of the business? Was there any one particular thing or a couple of things that kind of you felt the worst?
1: Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of things. I think we were we were like like towards the end, like the middle, towards the end, the middle or end of last year. You know, we kind of realized that we were we were always frustrated because we were all so. It's me and my two partners, Chris and Nathan, right? And so we were buying properties, and we had about I think seven hundred ish, you know, doors at at that time, and we were kind of running around with our heads cut off. Cause we were all doing like the same thing, but different some things were different, but you know, we were, but we were also doing some of the, the same things. And so we're like, hey guys, this is like I'm really frustrated. And I think you guys are too. We need to figure out like what 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 we enjoy doing, what we're good at, what we don't like doing. And then also kind of a twist on it was what you guys think I'm good at. Right. Mm-hmm. And and bad at, right. And then we talked, we end up talking to you know Dozens and dozens of other operators who were, you know, a couple years to you know twenty years ahead of us, and then one of them was like, "Okay, look, Eli, I, I see your, you know, this is how you guys act when you're at, you know, five hundred doors. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna? How are you gonna act whenever you're at like like two thousand or ten thousand, right? So then, so it was like that mindset was like, like, oh man, you know, we need to, we need to start being able to." to pull ourselves out like for one we had to devise up our roles and responsibilities and i know it's pretty obvious right now right but it took us a while to kind of figure that out like okay no we need to split up the roles and then you do this you do this and then i'll do this and then everything else that we don't like doing or that we that we're not that good at we'll just hire it out over time I and mean, you can't you can't do it all at once right so that's probably like the first thing i think the second thing was we were buying properties and we're doing pretty good. Like we we're great operators. Like they're, they're performing. The problem was that no one really knew us. So we're like, we're like, well, well, crap. We need to hire out marketing. That that was our first hire was to hire on a marketing director to get us into the twenty first century where we're doing social media. We're doing podcasts. You know, we're we're on podcasts and, and then we also have our own podcast, right? We're doing Instagram, TikTok, Face. You know, we're on Facebook. We're making videos, you know, we're trying to educate and put out viable content, right? That way people over time, people will, you know, kind of watch us and grow to know, like, and trust us.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and it's interesting because I feel like there's a lot of us that maybe feel like we have those marketing chops, but it's a whole different animal when you talk about scaling and really trying to build a brand and an audience and doing, there's a lot of consistencies. There's a lot of nuance. It's very specific to oh, yeah. different platforms that, and the algorithms that run them. And, you know, I don't want to get in that, any kind of that debate and discussion, but you know, everything has an algorithm and you, you really need somebody that helps you understand all that aspect and really pushes you because to what you were saying, I remember day one, when I quit <clears> my <throat> W2 and my partner and I I, I very distinctly remember we, I, we went over to his to, to his house and in his office in there and he had a whiteboard and I drew, you know, I listed out all the responsibilities that we needed to do, right, or that we mm-hmm. had been doing. And then I made a quadrant and we kind of labeled those quadrants, put all of those in there and then we picked, okay, you're going to do this, I'm going to do this, you're going to do this, I'm going to do this. Well, come to find out, fast forward over a year and a half from there. We've shifted many of those roles around many, many times (laughs) yeah. and and you're like, man, I'm really good at this and I think you'll be good at that. And then it comes to find out you're like, man, I really hate doing that. And you really like doing this. Why don't (laughs) don't we switch this aspect and you find out, I mean, I think a lot of us can be good at certain things because we're all driven people, but there's a difference between being good at something and wanting to do it versus being good at something and not wanting to do it because it'll drain those batteries that you have inside you. So going back to like the marketing, I could see at least on our team, at least for what you guys are going through, that was a discussion we constantly have is if we want to ramp up the marketing and build the brand beyond what it is now and that sort of thing, it's we need somebody that will push us to do that because we don't necessarily push ourselves as much as we need to to be Mm -hmm. consistent with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and so for us, like we were just three dudes, right? Just out there to try and buy properties. Like, you know, we, we just wanted initially was just to <clears throat> just buy real estate. And so for us to get on TikTok or Instagram and make a video, regardless if it was a silly video or an educational video, I mean, just for, and, and I'm in my 40s, right? So for me to, and I, I, I never really used it until, you know, at the end of last year, like, like this year. So, it seems silly, but when everyone uses it, like use like all these different platforms, it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous to think that, you know, like I'm too old or I'm too sophisticated. Like there's, there is a, a good, responsible, smart way to leverage these different platforms and put your face out there. Cause if people don't, if they don't know you and like you and trust you, they're not going to give you a damn dime. You know, they're not going to give you, and, and that's what kind of our industry, you know, is, is based on is, is raising raising capital, you know? And mm. so I can, I can tout a deal all, all day and it could be a, a home run deal, but if no one likes me, you know, they're going to, or, or knows who I am, you know, it's very, very doubtful. They're going to give me some, you know, of their hard earned money. Right. So like our, our thing was, okay, well, you know, it, there's a big difference between, you know, having a LinkedIn, a LinkedIn account, having a Facebook account, you know, using, using Instagram, having a website, as opposed to polishing them up, making your, making your message intentional and heard, having campaigns where you, you know, push important messages out to draw in a crowd, right. Having a professional image or, or an image that, that, that says that tells people who you are, at least mm-hmm. I, those are two totally different things, right? So oh, those no, are things I'll... that we've had to overcome.
0: hundred percent. And listen, I'm, I'm, close to that 40 age as well and and i roll my eyes at all the dancing videos and people like you got to be on tiktok and i keep rolling my eyes at that but then i go back and i look through my my message on my iphone and all my golfing buddies all they're doing is sending me either instagram or tiktok reels of golf instructional videos or golf funny videos and i'm like Oh, there are people my age and older on these platforms <laughs> that are that are looking at whatever, right? It's these short form things that, you know, they're trying to learn how to get out of the sand trap easier or to, you know, not slice their drive. And in between there, maybe one of your videos pops up about, you know, a deal or educating somebody on multifamily that ultimately could turn into an investor. So I totally get it. It's it's one of those things, and going back to what you said. Working on the business instead of in the business because you can always feel busy, you can always be busy, but what are you doing to scale and grow is, is a totally different ball game than just doing your thing that you've normally been doing. So All right,
1: yeah, and 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 that was a that was the marketing was our fr- you know that was the thing where we kind of had to ask ourselves okay well this is this something that I want to head up or that you know Nathan do you want to head up or do we gonna hire this out right so we so we said yeah okay we're gonna hire it out okay well where's that money come from right? So the funds that you guys make, it has to go back into the company, right? And so now we're in a position where, you know, we're still, we're growing, we're expanding, you know, we're kind of trying new things, you know, some things work, some things don't, right? You're buying new software. So it's, it's, it's kind of cool, but it's, it's scary because, you know, maybe, maybe you don't have as much capital because it's tied up into something else. And it's also kind of hard and I don't think people really talk about it, but it's kind of hard in the fact that, you know, it also slows down like your operations too, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not able to go out and buy at this time, buy as many properties. So yeah, we're under contract now, and we're trying to close this deal, but it's it's August, and 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 we and we only have like this one deal as opposed to last year. You know, we, we probably would have had two or three by now, right? So it does it does kind of slow you slow down. Well, for us at least, it it, it slows down our 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 ability to go out and acquire deals. And now I'm looking at other people who are closing. It looks like they're closing, you know, two, three, four deals a year. And I'm like, now I got FOMO. (laughs) I got self-doubt. I'm like, well, crap, are we doing this wrong?
0: (laughs) Well, uh, and I think it's just, there's a lot of people again that are, they, they, they may be a few steps ahead and you guys are are even ahead of us. And it's like. What are the steps they took to get there? And oftentimes it's outsourcing or bringing either outsourcing or bringing in somebody and hiring somebody permanently to do those things and offset so that you can focus on what's moving the needle forward as opposed to working on things in place. So, uh, Eli, I think. That is an incredible message. You know, I, I think with the success you guys have had, I'm sure you're going to come out on the other end really well. <laughs> there there may be a few other lessons learned along the way, and we'll probably have to have you back on to come tell us about those lessons once oh, you sure, get through yeah. this on the other end. <laughs> but I can't thank you enough for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you. Pleasure to, you know, get to know you a little bit better and introduce you to the audience. For those that want to work with you, invest with you, learn from you in the future, where's the best place people can find you at on the interwebs?
1: Probably the easiest, the the two easiest ways are either go to our website, investwithamg.com or just shoot me an email, eli at investwithamg.com.
0: Perfect. Well, and and I will second it. Go check out the podcast. Go check out all the content you guys are putting out. You guys do a fantastic job. So whoever's in charge of marketing, keep them because they're doing a great (laughs) job. They're doing a fantastic job.
1: Yeah, Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks again, Eli. Really pleasure having you on, sir.
1: Absolutely, man. It's been great. Thank you
0: thank you. And thanks everyone for watching and listening at home. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.